Hello, everybody. It's Dell Shores. And I'm Emerson Collins, and you're watching the Dell and Emerson and Bitsy May show. Straight talk. Real gay. Go Bitsy's supposed to sing. She had to see her Emerson. They get so confused when they hear Y'all, we you. have tried, to, because th through the seven years or seven months of pandemic, Dell and I have written on FaceTime. We meet daily on FaceTime. We work. And those poor chihuahuas can hear my voice and no amount of trying can get them to look into the camera and see that I'm there. Where Let's is see. Where Sissy. is he? Sissy. Sissy. Where is he? <laughs> they look to the door. They look, I mean, well, I mean, in their defense, they think you're about to walk through the door. They get very yeah. excited and then very confused. So yeah. how are you, Emerson Collins? You know, I am doing... Fine enough. Fine enough? Well, okay. Yeah. No, I'm actually like on the like more positive end of the spectrum in this moment on this day. And we'll call that a win. How are you? I'm doing all right. I um I had a kind of fun day. I I went with Matt Hayes, our friend, uh, to the home, what's it called? The home store, the home something. Home uh, goods. Home goods. Home goods. Uh -huh. it, Christmas has thrown up. Has yes, and then we went to Michael's, and for the first time I, I ever, I bought a fake tree. I'm tired of I, I of you know thinking about cutting down trees, and so I got one that looks pretty pretty good, and yeah. um, it it was it was a little pricey, but you know I got it. Um, yeah, but I figure you know in the long run it will be yeah. cheaper than those chip those trees every year. That's right. It's an investment, and also you can put it up sooner. Because everybody, first of all, hey, everybody, whether you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope on Twitter, say hi. Share the broadcast with your friends. Invite them to join us for our Friday afternoon, evening hangout. What's everybody else doing about the holidays? Are you starting? Because I am leaning all the way in. And now you can put that big tree up and it will last past New Year's. I am. You know, I always put my, you know, I always put my tree up on my birthday, December 3rd. Y'all mark that down. Y'all send me. Uh, write it. Start the Amazon wish list. Get your present. Yeah, Don't do any of that buying a star in his name shit. No. Real gifts. No. I Actual presents. Real presents. Size medium underwear. I like Andrew Christian. Uh, and uh, candles. I like scented candles. Uh, you know uh, how I feel about donations in my name? Unless I'm the one getting the write-off, you just did that. You just made a donation. My agent does that every year. They give donations. No. It's a really nice call, so I can't say anything. But I'm like, I remember the days when your agent, when you're making them some money, they would send you a pretty goddamn good present. Uh -huh. <laughs> Those days are yeah. over. But uh, so anyway, I went to Michael's and I went to uh, Home Goods and bought a lot. Of, I bought Emerson. I cannot wait for you to see it. I bought this huge. Christmas tree trailer house. That's oh my god! Right here, right here, where the pumpkin is. It's 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 so perfect. So I I got very excited. I thought, you know what? I'm going to do the same thing, Emerson. I'm just going to decorate the hell out of this house. I'm looking for some reindeer to put on my roof. I mean, whatever I can. Literally anything. I mean, we leaned all because first of all, Blake and I've started working on our holiday show. We haven't picked a date yet, y'all. I will tell you when we have. But so we're already starting to work on Christmas music. So last night we watched Holiday, Emma Roberts' new Christmas movie on the Netflix. We are all the way into the season. How was it? Was she good? 
She's delightful. First of all, it's cute because she has to be like the romantic lead. And I think it's a little harder for her to be sweet. But all the parts where she was irritated, I was like, there's the Emma I know and love. Oh, yeah. You know, she, she, we, we know about that fight in Toronto. I will uh, say, they didn't ask me, this is not a promo for their movie or anything. I will say, if you enjoy Lifetime and Hallmark Christmas movies, but want like the adult version of that, the woman that wrote this, it's clearly that. It's like a Lifetime movie, but like, you know, a woman says the word come five minutes into the movie. So it's like Lifetime for grownups. I loved it. Oh, the like C-U-M? Uh-huh, like the kind that comes out of your penis. Not like, oh, come on, you faithful. Oh, come on, my faith, faithful. Well, I always think that, oh, come all you faithful could be a nice, you know, orgy. The beginning of an orgy. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, uh, well, let's see what everybody else said. Uh, Rob said, my apartment is trashed with Christmas unpacking stuff. And Rob sent me a wreath that's here yeah. in my house. And mine too. Me, I got a wreath too. And Leslie Jordan got a wreath. Sweet, sweet Sally Soldo said, can't wait to put up my tree. Oh, like, y'all. Sally, how are you? Uh, Willie has a rainbow Christmas tree. Oh, I saw those. I saw those on Amazon. I was looking at on Amazon for, you know, anything gay. Um, oh, you're going to love this transition. Leslie Kimball said, hey, y'all, I love a good cum, cum comment. And well, we have news. Yeah, speaking of Leslie Kimball, I'm so glad that you're here because, honey, we are excited about you and the town and gown players. I love the name. They are doing sorted lives all weekend, all weekend long, y'all, starting tonight. And Leslie is playing Lavanda. And as Emerson and, have, and I have done many times, we are trying desperately to support theater so that they can stay alive during during all of this, this hard time. So thank you for doing my play, Leslie, and for, you know, eating some fried chicken and saying mostly. Uh, so really excited to see this production. So y'all please, uh, the, the website is uh, talentandgownplayers.org. And if you go there, you can buy your tickets and see Sorted Lives uh, virtual, a uh, virtual Sorted Lives. Yes, oh, that's very exciting. And people still making the art. Jig said, Christmas is just not my holiday. And that is okay, too. You can humbug your way through the holiday season because we're all going to be sitting at home. No one will know the difference. Well, Jigs, I guess there goes our possibility of a torrid romance because I can't be with that. That's a deal breaker. That is. Oh, no. The theme of this show that Blake and I are doing is going to be like, Blake does not like Christmas. He doesn't? No. I mean, he does, but he loves to say that because for him growing up, it was a working holiday. He was, you know, singing Christmas carols at the Crystal Cathedral for seven services on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And y'all know I didn't treat Christmas like a sport. Uh, so the festive holiday season is upon me, at least. Well, you, but you did a lot of your singing, too. Y'all, I mean, yeah. with that church that had camels and shit. Uh -huh. I mean, we sure did. We did a Christmas pageant. We had 50 sheep. Both of my brothers played the baby Jesus. I did not. Maybe that's why I ended up the homosexual. Who knows? Could be. Um, Although, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Jesus. <laughs> Calm down, Terrence McNally. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, what we do here, y'all, is the LGBTQ news and nonsense. We'll get along through some uh, fun news. If you'll notice, we didn't even talk anything about that man who's on his way out. Uh, because he don't matter anymore. Uh, so we're going to get to some fun stories. But thank you for being here. We're glad that you are. Feel free to share your comments. Do share the broadcast. Um, and I'm going to kick it off talking about the Supreme Court again. 
On Tuesday, this week, the Supreme Court heard the challenges to the Affordable Care Act. 18 Republican-led states want the ACA struck down as unconstitutional. Of course, Trump's administration does as well, despite his continuously saying he's protecting pre-existing conditions, which he was not, is not, will not. While a coalition of Democratic-controlled states led by California uh, and the U.S. House of Representatives wanted to stay. It's particularly important to our subject matter because LGBTQ Americans have a higher rate of pre-existing conditions than the population as a whole, and being trans is in itself a pre-existing condition for many health insurance plans. And so in 2017, the story of the case as it is, uh, Congress made the individual mandate, you know, where like you had to have insurance or you got, you had to pay a fine, unenforceable. Um, and so that's what this case is in reference to, because now they're saying because that doesn't exist, Congress shouldn't have been able to make the law. They've tried before to say the mandate and fines are unconstitutional oversteps of Congress's power. But SCOTUS has said previously that the fine fell under Congress power to tax us. So it's a whole lot of like nuanced interpretation. But the big win out of Tuesday is that both Roberts and Kavanaugh uh, seemed on the side of holding on to the Affordable Care Act because they basically said Congress could have repealed the entire Affordable Care Act when they got rid of the mandate. And since they didn't, they feel like it might be the Supreme Court overstepping to overturn it. Really big deal. 20 million people would lose insurance in the middle of a pandemic and it would throw the insurance market into a mess if it happened. I mean, my personal health insurance is through the California exchange of the Affordable Care Act. Directly affects me and many other people personally. But we won't know until the spring. So this is the season of SCOTUS where everybody says what they think. The judges go off and debate and decide and amongst themselves discuss and write papers that they release to us, you know, in April. Think about it. Think about it. They got to stew on it. Mull it over. Uh, all right. Now, the uh, Sissy, I'm so sorry. My dog is just, she's, it's just oh, so She rude. wants to be part of the show. Okay. She's a, now we have three sissies on camera. Yeah, three sissies. The three sissies. That instead of the Della Emerson show, the three sissies. Okay, the Biden-Harris transition team continues moving forward with the announcement of their transition team and a number, a number of LGBTQ people with relevant knowledge and experience that are included on the, the team. Trans veteran Sean Shelley has been tapped as part of the group that will evaluate the Department of Defense. Shelley, a former special assistant to the Undersecretary of Defense for Acquisition, uh, Technology and Logistics, was director of the Office of the Executive Secretariat at the Department of Transportation under the Obama administration. She was the first trans veteran to get a presidential appointment. Dave Noble, an out former Obama appointee to NASA, will be part of the group evaluating the agency's state after four years of Trump rule. Lesbian uh, Kai Feldblum, uh, the former Equal uh, Employment Opportunity Commission member targeted by the religious riot, is part of the team reviewing the Department of Justice. So yes, 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 win, 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 win. And it's super exciting. You know, it's it's so interesting to watch the difference, right? I mean, certainly there are progressives that have issues with Biden and, and things that there are to work on and hold this administration's feet to the fire. But looking at the teams of people that they are continue to release daily on the Build Back Better website, the um, transition team, looking at how they are working hard at finding incredibly qualified people, but that they are also being very mindful of 
representation across the various industries they're pulling people from. Because uh, I said in that, it's important to note, all of these people are very qualified. The point is at the top level, there's lots of choices and they're also making sure they're pulling from various marginalized and minority communities in this process. Um, and it's just amazing and refreshing to see that they've done the homework uh, to be able to do that. I love it. Kim yeah. said, we talked about her before. Kamala's chief of staff is a lesbian. Yes, because we did a story on her a while back. Um, and then, you know, it's a little, I've talked about like, where do we put our focus? You know, we're working on Georgia and the Senate and John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock there. But my like personal development, if you will, of like finding issues uh, at weekly, monthly to really focus on my personal energy and issues. And I wanted to share from Tuesday. Tuesday was Veterans Day. And I always think of this. Uh, I'm sorry, Wednesday was Veterans Day. And we want to thank all the veterans who've made the choice to sign up to serve, to defend our country and the ideals of freedom, equality and democracy that we aspire to achieve and uphold. We owe all of you in every capacity, a very uh, huge debt of gratitude. But I also wanna specifically thank all of the LGBTQ people who served because many of them served at a time when their equal rights and opportunities were unprotected or being actively denied. And I, we've, I think we've done this story on the show, but I've always been enamored with the story of Technical Sergeant Leonard Matlevich, who stood up to fight the ban on gay service members in 1975. Now this is his, uh, headstone and the epitaph on it, he designed it, he had it made before uh, he passed. Uh, but on it, it says, when I was in the military, they gave me a medal for killing two men and a discharge for loving one. So in honor of him and those that served before and since him, I donated this week to support the work of the Modern Military Association of America. I'm gonna put up that website. Let's see, where are we? Um, just because I'm uh, not much, y'all know I don't have a lot of coins to spare, but there are websites down at the bottom if you want to read more. But, um, but th this organization is a modern combination of three or four, I believe, LGBTQ military organizations, one that fought the Department of Defense discrimination policies, one that worked on behalf of those serving under Don't Ask, Don't Tell, another that worked for families and partners uh, under Don't Ask, Don't Tell, and one that provided education programs. So today, Modern Military uh, Association of America provides support to modern military families and provides free legal services for the LGBTQ and HIV positive military and veteran communities. So I just, you know, we support all veterans, obviously, but my specific focus this week was on LGBTQ veterans. And if y'all want to throw them some money, the website's down there. I just, it felt good for me to like do something besides, here's an Instagram post. Thanks, mm -hmm. soldier. Hey, I did too, and it inspired me when I read that story this morning. And that 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 boy, his his tombstone, what he wrote, what he what he composed on that, just always just gets me so emotional. And to think of all of the people that fought so hard, not only for our country but fought for our rights at the same time. Huh? And and, and when theirs weren't there, you know, it's like we did that story on those lesbians, the documentary. You know, there's so, like thinking about serving and hiding and having to hide at the same time. Like how much braver, how much stronger, how much more you want to have, you have to want to serve right. to do it under those circumstances. And, and, and fighting hard for us, for, for, for the people who come after you. Um, yes. 
which segueing into the next story, someone who doesn't do that is Richard motherfucking Grinnell. And he got trolled for Veterans Day, and I love this story. Uh, and since he spent so much time trolling and baiting others, it was fun to see. Grinnell, who regularly taunts the media on Twitter and prides himself on his grasp of international affairs and the military, was sent a flattering message by a flattering message by reporter uh, Ken Kippingstein Stein uh, that asked him to wish my grandpa a happy Veterans Day. So uh, the message included a black and white photo of former United States Army officer William Calley, a war criminal convicted of court-martial for the premeditated killings of unarmed villagers during the Vietnam War. Grinnell replied privately by DM asking for the fictitious grandfather's name. Clipperstein responded with the soldier's real name, Bill Callie. Then Grinnell tweeted, thank you for your service, Bill Callie. Uh, hashtag Veterans Day. Uh, Clipperstein uh, responded, happy Veterans Day, sharing screenshots of the tweets, DMs, and a screenshot of the Wikipedia page for Callie. Uh, the first photo shown of him is one sent to Grinnell that he subsequently tweeted himself. Grinnell then complained about sick jokes online. Podcaster Jason Bailey responded, cry more, dumb fuck. A reference to uh, U.S. Congressman-elect Madison Cawthorn's words when he was announced the winner of his race. He said, cry more lib. Uh, they love that word, by the way. Uh, uh -huh. You know, uh, Callie, who is still alive, did not respond back to the warm wishes from Grinnell. And today I went and did my thing. I trolled Grinnell and said something to him. And he actually quote tweeted me. And so I got all of this crazy hate. I was, it was the first time he had ever gone after me. And boy, they, his people. It's so interesting, Emerson. And if y'all want to read the, all the Twitter on that, I, I that, that happened. It wasn't tons from my end because once I did it, I said, "Okay, I'm going to let that go." It's amazing how many people came for for me, but how many came in support of me. There, people troll his page. Uh, he has many more. It's like Trump reading Trump's comments. They're always very, very negative against him so yeah. i don't know how he stands it i mean it's just like to get that much hate on a daily basis it's interesting because you know part of the reason i've had to disengage from social media is that i've realized as an older white gay as the tiktokers called me well, uh, i'm just more sensitive than i used to be because i it's not that i have a fear of being disliked it's have a it's that i have a fear of being misunderstood and so much of the internet works really hard to intentionally misunderstand people to make the point they want to make. But people like Rick Grinnell, it, it, the trolling is the point, right? There's nothing genuine about the engagement. It's disingenuous on purpose. Like he flails out a troll and then somebody comes back at him and then he plays pretend victim, like speaking back in woke speak, like, oh no, now you're da da da. I thought y'all were the tolerant ones, you know. It's there's not really a way to win because they're not trying to win a, a good point. They just want he just wants to win the engagement. I swear we're going to be watching him run for like governor of California or some crap. It's the only reason I like pay attention uh, to him. There is no winning because they have nothing to lose. You know, they don't stand for anything. He's not trying to he doesn't stand for anything. He was in Nevada with what slap we talked about the other day, calling ballots fake, like just anything for attention, anything for a leg up, anything for engagement. Yeah, you know, but yeah. I did enjoy a reporter like just 
that he made him look stupid. And that was the bigger piece. That, that it was, was like that, no. was, that was great. Full disclosure, I don't know anything about Bill Cauley and Vietnam and like what like his dishonorable discharge. I did not know that name, but also I was not the acting director of national intelligence at what point either. I, I did know that name. I, what, I knew the story. I mean, I couldn't have told you the name, but I did know that story. I didn't know that that happened, but like, I don't know any of the, the figures related to, related to it. But he was an ambassador and I'm just a homosexual that talks nonsense on the internet. Yeah. You're more, <laughs> more than that, Emerson, you are. Never um, it's so funny, John said, I never knew who Richard Grinnell was until this podcast. And y'all, I share it because one of the things, you know, we spend a lot of time infighting on the left and holding each other accountable is a really good thing to do. Ensuring that we set our standards higher and that we ask each other to meet them is really good. But I'm fascinated by like Brandon Straka, walk away, like the that Patriot bareback guy or whatever, like the, the conservatives of our community that have actually really big online followings. You know, we make each other's lives miserable for a, a silly thing. Uh, some days, and then we just let them over there make us look terrible. I'm like, let's bother them. That's the reason I should. It, you know, it's interesting with that. Straka is his name, right? Straka. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting because I did. I dug a little deeper after we did the story on him, and you, you know, I think you pointed it out to me, and then I really started finding all of this stuff. He was such a. He was so on the left. He did a whole musical, a GoFundMe called Resist. You know, and and then. All of a sudden, he is—he's flipped because there's more attention. You're absolutely right. There's much yeah. more attention to be that—that that guy that needs, you know, they, this is how they treat me because I agree with you. And so, it's—it's yeah. um, it's, he just followed the Candace Owens playbook of like, if I, you know, I, if I'm one of a whole lot of liberal people, no one's going to pay attention to me. My brand doesn't get bigger. I can't make money off of this. But if one of, I'm one of the only people available on the other side, you can blow your platform up so big. And they both did it successfully. And then bigots hold them up to say, but I love Brandon. I love Richard Grinnell. I love these people. I don't just like gay people because these are the good ones. And those yeah. two women, those two women on Fox, the-, the Diamond the and Silk. Yeah, Diamond and Silk. They're the other ones. They're just- Yeah. Um, and, and we'll have a story on Tuesday because there's a parade this weekend and Brandon's appearing there with a bunch of those people, but I'll save it for Tuesday. Yes, as Blair said, the almighty dollar and media whore. Because let's be real. Perfect, in perfect way to say that. Because, on, not to be like Trumpy and on both sides, but in every movement, in every category, in every ideology, there are disingenuous people using that moment to profit personally. Um, there are grifters in every movement, so to speak, but the ones that are grifters and betraying their people at the same time are exponentially worse. I think we, we've got the biggest one in the White House right now for about, you know, a few more yeah. weeks. Yes. So anyway, that's the reason I bring those stories, because I feel like us paying attention to those people is important. Um, and we thought we'd do some international news. Try not to look. We're not doing an all election episode, but some quick things around the world in Hungary. Hungary's government has proposed a new bigoted constitutional amendment that would require that a child receives an upbringing based on values stemming from Hungary's Christian culture. The basis for family relations is marriage. The mother is a woman, the father is a man. The amendment goes on to claim the country protects children's right to the gender identity they were born with. Now this comes after in May, 
There was a ban on gender changes in official documents. And last week, the deputy prime minister said gays should not be allowed to adopt children and stop families. His actual quote was, why is private life not enough for gays? Why do they want official recognition? And that a child's right to healthy development is stronger than homosexual couples need for a child. So literally that good old chestnut of why are you stuffing it down our throats? Um, so a lot of challenges for the Hungarian LGBTQ community. And then in Norway, positive news. Uh, for bi, trans, and non-binary folks in Norway are celebrating a huge win after Norway, which is incredibly progressive for our communities practically across the board, but they expanded the penal code that relates to uh, hate speech to include gender identity in all forms of sexual orientation. So it expands to include uh, people under the bisexual umbrella. Um, and they were very excited about that specific expansion to be more broadly inclusive in Norway. Yay, Scandinavia. That's yeah. on my track list. Real quick, so when you were when you sent me the story on the hungry, it was interesting to me that their rhetoric that in this amendment is yeah. not not very far off from the 2020 Republican platform. There is rhetoric that is very, very similar in there. Yeah. So yep. all right. pander to your bigots. Yes. Armwood. Well, Brazilian's Trumpian president, uh, Jair, I think, is it Jair? Jair? Is that the way you say it? Jair Bolsonaro made a statement on the response of to COVID in his country saying, I regret the deaths. I really do. But we're all going to die someday. There's no use fleeing reality. We have to stop being a country of fags. We have to face up to it and fight. I hate this faggot stuff. Now he used the Portuguese word maricas, which is a slur for gay people. And some translated as sissies, others as fags. And it's, I don't speak Portuguese, but I speak Spanish. And the word maricon existed before the word fag. So they now they say maricon means fag, but before it meant sissy. So that does that make sense to y'all? Uh, yeah. This this as Brazil is uh, second only to the U.S. in coronavirus deaths. Early in the pandemic, Bolsonaro mocked wearing masks and then tested positive for COVID nineteen, much like Trump did. And I mean, they literally are carbon copy cut from the same cloth. But it is so weird to be like you had it, like you had it, sir. Right. Like that, like that just makes you seem dumber. So a little international roundup as our communities fight and struggle under regimes around the world. And then just a delightfully hilarious, uh, fun thing. Now you all know Michael Cohen, you know, Trump's disgraced former attorney who was sitting in the jail cell and writing a book and did all the dirty work and paid off Stormy Daniels and whatnot. Well, adult only fans performer, oh shit, I did it that thing again, hold on, uh, where I didn't share the sound. Uh, adult performer, uh, OnlyFans performer, Matthew Camp booked a cameo from Michael Cohen and did a little self-promotion. So I want y'all to be able to hear it. Here we go. Matthew Camp, Michael Cohen here, former personal attorney to President Donald J. Trump, now actually gonna be former President Donald J. Trump. Listen, I just wanna say how amazing Matthew Camp is, uh, on OnlyFans, having a blast, enjoying every minute with you guys. Good luck, love it. Stay safe, stay COVID-free, and again, OnlyFans, having a blast with them. Enjoy. So you know, just a little personal news for Michael Cohen. Do you think, uh, he, he, enjoys... do you think he knew that it was? Oh. 
he had no clue, right? And it's he just my favorite thing about Cameo. It's like that one Carol Baskin did about Free Britney. Like, it's so fascinating, the celebrities or people on Cameo, because like, uh, that will just say whatever is in the note without like finding out about something. Yeah, so, so a porn promotion. when you're on Cameo, they actually send you what they want to be said. And then on the app, you hit it and you actually are reading it as you're recording it. Uh, and then you could ad lib through it and make it fun in your own. I, Emerson, I have a really funny uh, little segue. Stormy Daniels, the other day, Matt Hayes put on my fan page on uh, on um, Facebook that Stormy Daniels should wear the T-shirt. Do you see my pussy now? Well, our friend Leslie Kimball is friends with her. She reached out to her and she is she is doing a picture with Do You See My Pussy Now and sending it to me. That is amazing. I, I am so glad for her. I love that Stormy is so whip smart and and great at a quick comeback. Like I just love how well she wrote out, no pun intended, the journey in the media um, of this circus she got swept up in because of oh, him. I remember her t-shirt and she lives in Texas. It was oh. Texas, yeah. Yeah. That's um, exciting. It's the little things, it's the little things, y'all. And speaking of, wait, have you had any cameo? Y'all, I hadn't had a cameo booked in months. Oh, I have not either. Elle and I are both available on cameo for all your holiday gifting needs. If you've got a friend that you just don't want to send some package through the mail to, we'd be sure happy to record a little something. You have that ex-boyfriend. I'm real good at those two. The ex-boyfriend, you want to just give a little message from Del Shores because he, you know, he took your Sorted Lives DVD. I had one of those once. That was fun. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just we're, we're available for literally anything, you know. Oh, but speaking of that, well, now just seems like as good a time as any to say, if you enjoy the Dell and Emerson show um, and you're sitting at home on a pile of money, you just don't know what to do with them, want to toss a dollar, five, 20, 50, a thousand or more to us, you can send us a tip on Venmo to at Emerson Collins or on PayPal to beardcollinshoresproductions at gmail.com. All that information is in the ticker below. Once again, no obligation, no requirement. We do this for fun, but it does take a little bit of work to put the show together. So we don't mind those of you that can show us a little financial appreciation. Just don't send me a tip in the comments to stop being political because you see what happens last week. On that ship has sailed. Oh, Rob asked, how much are your cameos? I think mine is $28.99. Mine's like $32. So I $32.09, but it couldn't quite do it. We are Thank not. You. We are not pricey, y'all. We are not pricey. We are in the discount, the bargain section. <laughs> We're like when you dig and go, oh, look, I found Dale Shores. He's only I mean, $30. And then Wait, Emerson Collins is only 28. Let's do him. Get chopped down your list. Y'all, we're all but in the re-gift category. <laughs> oh my God, that makes me that makes me laugh. Okay. All right. Well, here we go for more more news. Christian Prophet. Um Mark Taylor is very angry. Just just having a hissy fit that Donald Trump lost the presidential election. Uh, Taylor pushes a Q, QAnon conspiracy theories and before blame, blaming demonic possession for opposition to Trump, he blames satanic sound waves for the Illuminati and free ma uh, Masons trying to change the DNA of man. It's so confusing. Well, he oh took my. his YouTube channel Wait. to rent. What? And before you do the reading, 
because I wanted to take you back full screen to do the performance. This is the prophet and his guest, and we just need to talk about his guest for a minute. I mean, this like this kind of cry, this kind of cry, cry, this bonkers. I, I don't. She's terrifying. You know, there's a certain kind of that that woman that's like a horror film to me. You know. So uh, he so he took no, nothing. Not no no. Well, yeah, well, for, for, well, yes, I agree. Yes, amen. I mean, I mean it's, she looks a little bit like a Gilda Radner character from uh -huh, Saturday That's exactly right. Like, Saturday Night Live. Yes. Okay. But that, the prophet is the man. And now I'll get you. His rant was this. Why do you think Trump calls these guys names all the time? Because you're not dealing with humans most of the time. You had a list of pastors out there who made headlines that were supporting Biden pro-life pastors. Are you kidding me? Let me tell you something. Every Christian, every pastor out there that voted for Joe Biden last night, you have brought a curse upon yourself and your family, your children and your children's children down to the third and the fourth generation. And you need to repent. I dare. I don't care if you are pro-life. You cannot call yourself a Christian and call yourself a Republican and vote for Biden. If you voted for the dark side, that's what you did. You are implementing the dark agenda, Satan's agenda, the kingdom of darkness. You are not supporting the kingdom of God. And if you cannot see that, if you do not repent, judgment will fall upon you, I believe, and your family and your children's children down to the third and the fourth generation. I mean... He repeated it twice, the fourth, third and the fourth generation, so it must be true. I know, and here's, that's one of the things I always, like, one of the many questions I had about the Bible. That cursing multiple generations is some bullshit. Like, I'm so sorry that I'm now responsible just for something my great-grandpappy did. Like, I, excuse me? I, that, I, I don't want, I just don't want to, 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 to do that to my, so what would I know, can you imagine Carrie that, that they, they, her, Carrie has but her, her child, child yeah it would be like I would be long gone so it would I be know. Like, but Lord if that poor Carrie's child's child was held responsible for everything you said here on this internet can you imagine wow. no I cannot in the words of Willa Dean Winkler in the trials and oh. tribulations of a trailer trash housewife by Del Shores no I cannot I cannot. I cannot. But that's why I'm agnostic. I just don't. I just don't want to believe in a God that the, is that vengeful and mean. I just don't. I don't like that Old Testament God. And on the serious side, the idea that one particular party holds the mantle for an entire faith—you know—that particular kind of terrible bigot, hypocrite—the um, idea that he's calling pastors, pro-life pastors, within his face faith who supported Biden, that they could no longer be good Christians for doing that, the way they invalidate the faith of Democrat presidents. You know, Biden is clearly a much more faith adherent person than Trump has ever been in his whole life to Corinthians. And yet it, they ignore that in service of their own faith for their own agenda related to their faith. It's bonkers. I was thinking today when I was watching uh, Trump's bullshit press conference, uh, part of it. I couldn't watch the whole thing. And I was thinking about Biden and how many times we saw him be being compassionate to children who stutter to, to, I just love that story about the, where he showed up 
at the synagogue for that old Jewish woman. So a funeral and the rabbi came and said, why are you here? And he said, because she gave me $18 every single uh, time I ran. And I just was like, I, I'm so touched by some of the acts of compassion. And today is World Kindness Day. And I thought we have the right guy going into the White House because he has been a compassionate man. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just bonkers all the way around. Um, oh. And this is just a fun one because y'all have worked hard to find some non-election related news this week to get back to our stuff. And I want y'all to meet somebody, this jaw-droppingly uh, handsome, handsome, handsome man. Now, y'all, this is Tom Ernstein. He's a professional model with over 150,000 Instagram followers. Now, Ernstein, who is gay, says internet catfish have been using his photos to scam unsuspecting women for years, he told the Detroit Free Press that the women then find him and they he says they scream at me and they yell at me for ruining their lives. The stories I've heard are insane. It's just crazy. It definitely took off during COVID because I think people were even more desperate and more lonely. It's sad yeah. because they fall in love with me. One woman gave her credit card info to a catfish who racked up $30,000 in charges using his photo. Several others have sent Apple gift cards or wired money thinking they were helping paid for him to get to the country only to have him never show up. When women reach out, he tries to explain the situation. Though he says not everyone believes him and daughters have even contacted him saying that they've repeatedly tried to convince their mothers that their online love interest that they think is him is fake. The website socialcatfish.com says Tom Ernstein has one of the most catfish profiles in the world. They estimate that millions of dollars were stolen from fake profiles using his pictures since there were so many of them. The Federal Trade Commission also says over $200 million were lost from romance scams in 2019, up 40% from 2018, expected to be even more this year. Now, first of all, I get it. If this man, if a man, if this man hit me up, I would have absolutely wanted to believe it was real as well. You know, it's those like, are. Those are. Like, yeah. yeah. Have I wait, have I ever told my catfish story on the show? I I don't know. Tell it. It's do worth you know it? Do you remember I, it? That I, would help. I, I no. do remember, yes. Well, short version. Back when we were shooting Southern Baptist Sissies, I was chatting with a guy on Twitter as we were rehearsing the movie and then shooting the movie and I'd be late night, just like, hey, he lives in the neighborhood. He lived two blocks from the theater where we shot Southern Baptist Sissies. And the weekend after we finished the shoot, and I was like, I can take a breath and I can sleep. We were supposed to meet up to see a movie. We'd been chatting off and on since before Christmas that year, like two and a half months. He was funny, musical theater jokes, smart, quippy, chatty. And I was a little like, I'm not sure because there weren't very many pictures on his Twitter, but we were just chatting. I was living at the commune, didn't matter. And so we set to meet on a Saturday afternoon. And on that Friday night, we're chatting. And he says, I, I need to warn you, I don't look like my old pictures. Um, I've gained some weight, haven't been working out as much. And I was like, no big deal. And he was like, I actually have a different profile. He's, and he said this, he said, I have the heart disease that Barbara Hershey died of in Beaches. Now, that was a lot of information and also a hilarious way to tell that story. And I said, why don't you call me? Here's my number. Because I don't know how we like DM text about like this disease that you have. So we chatted for like 20 minutes. And then he said, 
I have a different profile actually, and you can see the photos. And I said, well, I'm not at my computer right now. That was a lie. I was running really fast to get to my computer as quickly as I could. And he told me the profile and I look. The other guy is a very normal looking homosexual man. Not, not, he is not Quasimodo climbing out of the bel belfry, uh, but very different than the profile I was chatting with. And he was like, so do you still wanna meet up? And I was like, what were you gonna do when I showed up at the Sunset Five to see that Maggie Smith movie? Were you gonna tap me on the shoulder and be like, oh, hey, it's like, how was this gonna go? How did you think this was gonna work tomorrow? And he didn't really have an answer. And he said, please don't tell anybody. And I said, that's adorable. Well, I I had a, uh, back in the day before you were born, when the AOL chat room, some of the people here will remember those. I always had this rule that I only, uh, you know, tricked out when I, and, and, and I broke the rule one time because this guy was so hot and he, but he would only send me a picture from here all the way down, but from here all the way down was ridiculous. And it was lunch break and he had, his office was close by. He shows up and he is this, this portly guy that was middle-aged and I'm, I said, that wasn't you. And he said, no, it was me. It was a long time ago, taken at a very good angle. And I said, I'm in the movie business and there are no angles that good. There are none. And I just closed the door. And that taught me a big lesson. Don't, don't, don't bring them in. Yep. Well, and you know, it's, I've told the story a bunch of times cause it's amusing and I, and I felt bad for him, but I, but he's right. Cause he was like, would you have gone out with me? And I was like, no, probably not. I said, but the chatting that we were doing, I chat with people on all of my social media that way. People know I answer all my DMs when I'm, cause I don't have anything to do. Um, I'll chat with anybody. And if you have good witty banter, I'm here for the conversation. Um, and so I would have, I told him, I said, I would have chatted with you, but now this friendship can't go any further. Certainly nothing else because you built it on a lie. It's just interesting. Like the, it's like there are people who don't think to the, think it all the way through. I can't imagine being that guy, just showing up at your door, knowing that you were going to have to deliver that line. I am not that talented. Well, it, but, but, but he thought he thought I was going to, I don't know, pity fuck him. I don't know. I mean, what, what? And I don't mean that. I mean, that sounded awful. I'm so sorry. But but it was it was based in untruth. It was yes. his representation was of untruth. And that was, you know, um, we all have crazy journeys. Because look, back when Grinder first got invented. I had to, at first, because I was a little nervous being on it, I just had like a torso shot and I had to stop doing that because what would happen is people would write me on the torso pic and then I would send them my face photo and they would stop responding. So it was like the reverse, you know, I was like, oh no, no, I need you to see my face first because I can handle you rejecting my weird, my skinny body. Like I, I, I got over that trauma a long time ago. But so what you said is, oh, I like the rest of it, but your face doesn't do it for me. For me, that was way worse. Somehow. Oh, yeah. I can understand that, but I don't understand how that could be you. That would that would be. Well, I mean, we all have types. You know, this that I had my, it was when I had my long hair and that's specific. It's not for everybody. Oh, wait, there's a compliment I need to put up. Michael Anderson just said, oh, my stars and garters. I just realized that you played Billy Joe and sort of wedding. God, I love that movie. Thank I'll watch it tonight. And then he said that was some good fucking acting, by the way. Thank you, Michael. What about, the writing and directing? what about the writing and directing? <laughs> Y'all, we're just fishing for the compliments today. Everybody's doing all right. We need validation. That, we're not going to pretend like we don't. I think, uh, yeah, I, 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 
think that that was a brilliant performance myself that you did in that movie. I loved your performance in that movie. All right, well, we're running behind now. So uh, something we haven't talked about a lot was uh, Kamala Harris as vice president elect means that her California Senate seat is now open to be filled by Governor Gavin Newsom for the last two years of her term. It reported he wants to make history with his selection. A name that keeps popping up is Long Beach Mayor uh, Robert Garcia. Uh, he would be both the first Latino and the first openly gay U.S. Senate Senator to represent the state. He spoke at the Democratic Convention this year as part of a group of out elected uh, officials with Pennsylvania Rep. Malcolm uh, Kenyatta and Georgia Rep. Sam Park. In 2009, uh, Garcia became the first LGBTQ person of color elected to the Long Beach City Council. And in 2014, he became the mayor of the city. And then he married in 2018 his husband, Matt Mendez. To commemorate his historic election as mayor, Kamala Harris officiated his swearing-in ceremony. She was the only black woman senator, so the pressure uh, is on for many qualified candidates, and the selection will continue, and we're hoping for diversity for the Senate. Yeah, it's super exciting, and there's a bunch of good names in that pot. And then in other uh, fun, exciting celebrations of qualified uh, diversity and visibility. Uh, Gavin just nominated a while back Martin Jenkins to the California Supreme Court. Um, and Jenkins will now be the first out LGBTQ person, the first queer person of color, and only the third African-American man ever to serve on California's highest court. He was confirmed unanimously on Tuesday across the board, the Independent Commission on Judicial Appointments. Everyone everywhere only has positive things to say. He's praised for his brilliant intellect, first-class temperament, and boundless humanity. Um, and he had kept his sexuality private for most of his life, but he began coming out in the last five years uh, before meeting and falling in love with his partner, real estate broker, Sidney Shand. So exciting uh, visibility, qualified visibility. You know, there's always some Republican that's like, oh, all you care about is diversity, just any, no. The point is there are qualified people from all groups and that when there is opportunity, giving qualified, equally deserving diversity opportunity is meaningful to representing all of our communities in every aspect of our culture. Yes. And then we have a UK theater critic and art journalist. This is a sad story for me. Uh, Mark uh, uh, Shinton shared an email from his father on Twitter. His father wrote that he talked to two other people, including a Pentecostal minister, and said, all agree that you are under a severe attack from Satan. God is on my side. You have no choice except to rot in hell. What you do as a homosexual is against all forms of decency. You are an abomination before God. Unnatural sex acts are forbidden, forbidden by your maker. Shame on you. The father then brought up how Shenton was sacked by the Sunday Express for being exposed by one of your lovers way back when he was young. And he was referring to how uh, Shenton was fired by the Sunday Express after he was a victim of revenge porn in 2014, when an ex posted pictures of Shenton taken in 1999 to a porn website without his consent. Shenton wrote, I share this not to garner sympathy, but just to say it never goes away. However, I am strong and so-called Christian hatred will not shame me. 
A user responded, Mark, this man is no longer your dad. He is only someone who fathered you, nothing else. You have created a family for yourself with love, who love you and that's all you need. And he replied, yes, I already told him this. Thank you for bringing me life. But I now know that there's more to good parenting than an ejaculation. I will never write or speak another word to him again. Um, it reminds me of that, that, that great line that um, a waiter I had in Jamaica who was, said his dad had never been in his life. And he said, he's the fuck who got me into the world. Yep. And I love that. I love that. Well, I think we use that. We, yeah, we, oh, yes, we have. The, um, and also it got me thinking, you know, as we're talking about the holidays, there, for many in our community, uh, the holidays can be challenging starting before Thanksgiving all the way through uh, past New Year's. You know, people who are single, people who are by themselves, people who still have issues with family. It can be a really hard period. And this is a grown man who's extremely successful in the theater criticism world in London, but who lost his job but by revenge porn from an ex. Um, and then, then this is the way his family is still talking to him. You know, there are many in our community that the trauma get, continues to be re-inflicted by bigoted family members. And that's really hard and can be harder through the end of the year. So I also wanted to say, if that's you, you know, remember that our chosen family, we get to build our own as well. Right. Well, I was going to say something. I was going to, it just reminded me of that horrible thing that Perez Hilton did to Dustin Lance Black where his ex sent a tape to Perez and Perez, one of us, I guess, posted it on his site. And that got me into a big war with Perez Hilton because I went after him and said we needed to ostracize him from our community. And, uh, and it also allowed me to meet the amazing Dustin, Dustin Lance Black who came and said, thank you for defending me. But what a horrible thing to do to anybody to upload private private videos that you made together to any site. There's somebody at my door. How that's oh. never happened. <laughs> you that's fine. I got a story. Okay. Um, okay, y'all. Now we talked on Tuesday because it was happening, right? About Dean Browning, the uh, Pennsylvania Republican former county commissioner who accidentally tweeted from his main account that he was a gay black man. Well, the adventure continued through our show and into the evening, and users found an account from a guy named Dan Purdy that they felt really sure was the account that he was meant to be using, his sock puppet account. But then a video was posted from the alleged Dan Purdy supporting Browning's story. Now, I want to share that video with you all because it just gets weirder. So this is the video posted to the Dan Purdy account to say, Dean Browning is not me. I am a whole person by myself. So this is his, This is Dan Purdy. Hey guys, my name is Dan Purdy and I am indeed a gay black man. The message that you saw on Dean's Twitter was posted I don't actually know how it was posted, but I did send it to him because I had a problem with how people of my race and sexual persuasion are treating Donald Trump. I don't have a problem with Donald Trump on those levels, and I don't understand why so many pretend to. Donald Trump has never done anything to hurt me, either as a gay man or as a black man, nor has he done anything to hurt anybody in the four years that he's been in office Just because nothing. he hasn't had time to. So what's the big deal? I sent that message to Dean. 
Dean accidentally posted it somehow, and that's the end of the story. No, Except it's not the end of the story. Okay. <laughs> so people then found a guy that sure seems like Dan Purdy, right? Whose name on Facebook is Bill. Uh, okay. Uh, William Holt, who may or may not be, wait for it, Patty LaBelle's adopted son or nephew. Like the photo of the same guy had a totally different name on Facebook. Then the Dan Purdy account was suspended by Twitter, which is probably because they, they get rid of sock puppets and they can tell from IP addresses, et cetera. So now the assumption is that Dean Browning was posing as a gay black man. And when caught, he got this man who may or may not be related to Patti LaBelle in some capacity or another to defend him and make this video to post from the sock puppet account. So nobody really knows what happened, but y'all, I will tell you that it was D delightfully entertaining story to follow for 24 hours because it really doesn't matter beyond demonstrating that Lord people will do anything uh, to support a cause and Dean looking foolish, but I was enamored and fascinated. It's crazy. That story is crazy. I could not, I was following it as it went along and it was just nuts. Um, uh, oh wait, before you do that, look who stopped by. Our good friend David Sanderson says greetings again from Vienna where he's in a countrywide COVID lockdown watching your show for some insights, new project idea, a sorted lockdown. Can you imagine they're just all on the telephone? Well, uh, David uh, was our wonderful DP on Sorted Lives, the series. And uh, he, had a, he had a horrible experience recently in Vienna where there was a shooter and he was uh, on the streets where he was and he was in grave danger, but he's fine and we love him. And I'm so happy that he stopped and said, hello, David, we love you. Brilliant artist and a wonderful man. Um, all right. Well, California Trump supporter Michael Mason said, says his neighbors who support President-elect Joe Biden have bullied him and his family so much that he was forced to file a restraining order. So Mason told local news that he was ready to move out of the area because his family didn't feel welcome. He said to the news in front of his home with the Trump banner, I didn't, he, to the news, he, I, I read that fast, but what he said to the news in front of his home with the Trump banner says, I didn't want to do this. They're making me have to do this. I'm tired of getting harassed all the time. My kids don't want to come outside. He showed the news video of the neighbor's children taunting his kids with Biden chants after Trump lost the election. He also complained that the kids wrote Black Lives Matter outside the house, along with the drawing of a rainbow flag that said support LGBTQ rights. He said, I went down there and asked them, well, why didn't you write this in front of your house or anybody else's house? And they just laughed at me. The best part was the neighbor who lives between the two houses called the whole thing insane. 2020 has been kind of crazy year for everybody. <sighs> I just found this hilarious. Um, th for, that's the guy, and this is the the extremely harassing chalk messages that the ne Biden supporting neighbors uh, wrote on the street. I mean, I just don't know how you even go on with your day when you have to walk past that. Um, this brings me back to a not related. I would watch the shit out of a reality show that was just reenactments of neighbor feuds. Neighbor like, feud is good. Yeah. You know, I think of that Ron Paul, that guy that punched uh, Rand Paul in the face at, hit by his trash cans. I would watch 87 seasons of just reenactors, like people telling feuds with their neighbors and other people acting it out. 
Well, you know, I mean, with Rand Paul, you know, it's not the only one who's wanted to. Well, correct. Well, I think of like Kathy Griffin and her crazy neighbor. You're like the number of people now that have like ring videos and security cam videos of their neighbors. But I, I just like I would just watch it all night long. Like forget parking wars. Give me neighbor feuds. Just a show that I need. Well, um, we I do have one more. We had a mountain lion on the rings in our neighborhood. There you go. See. And if I see a feud, I mean, they, they will, you got to be careful with those three little chihuahuas. I know it. And this mountain lion has been captured and collared and they, they track him. He's got oh, a good. Yeah. They can find him. You should get an app where you could track him like on next door for the, for the mountain lion. He's in your yard. He's in hey. your yard. Call somebody. He's in your yard. Of course you would know because those little, those three little chihuahuas can make more sounds. That was like an Amazon uh, yeah. delivery. So that, that's how they act. Um, uh, y'all, is everybody all right? Just checking in. I have one more cute little story. It's not even that gay. It's just campy. And, you know, camp qualifies as queer for me. Is everybody all right? So we have fun weekend plans. Y'all let us know how you're doing um, as I wrap this one up real quick. Julie Andrews was on the Kelly Clarkson show, and she told a story I'd never heard before about her and Carol Burnett years and years ago waiting in a hotel lobby for Mike Nichols. And it happened to be the same hotel as LBJ's presidential inauguration. While they waited, they decided to do something silly as a prank. Julie told Kelly, the hotel was pretty packed, but it was quiet at that hour. So we decided to sit on a sofa in front of the elevators and wait for Mike, you know, Nichols. I swear I don't remember which one of us decided that we would do this when Mike got out of the elevator, but one of us said, well, let's be kissing or something, you know, silly. The two stars shared a playfully big embrace in front of the elevator, but when the doors opened, they saw it was packed with Secret Service agents. And after that, each ping from the elevator delivered a new group of hotel guests, still no Mike. So Julie said, eventually a lady got out. Carol swears it was Lady Bird Johnson. The lady went down the hall and realized it might be us and came back. By this time, Carol was laughing so hard, she went around the back of the sofa we were sitting on because we both had tears running down our faces at being so silly. When the woman came back and approached, they realized it was indeed the new first lady, Lady Bird Johnson, and she asked, excuse me, are you Carol Burnett? And Carol quickly replied, yes, and this is my friend, Mary Poppins. <laughs> and I don't know why that just brought me such joy. You know, they did three different variety specials together. They've been they close friends for literally wow. decades. But y'all, it just brought me some joy and I wanted to share it with y'all. I just love that um, very, very much. What a great story. Um, Checking in. Hi, Tam. Hi, Tam. John, I'm diabetic. I go nowhere. You know, John, I don't go anywhere and I'm not. You know, I hear something I will say. We've got a minute and a half left. As we look at like lockdowns getting harder again in different places, I think lots of government officials know Biden's administration will support them and they're starting to prepare for the cold season and people are really upset. And my thought was, my life is not going to change in another lockdown. I've not been doing anything or going anywhere. And if your life is going to change a lot and not because you're an essential worker, you're one of the reasons we need a lockdown again. Yes, that's true. That's true. Oh, by the way, just real yeah. quick, our friend Brandy Clark is on Kelly Clarkson today. Oh, yeah. I love that. Oh, and I will say also, and of course, if you didn't tip earlier and you want to, thank you, Corinne Bell and Leanne Noble for your contributions. And of course, Bob and Victor, uh, you can at Venmo at Emerson Collins or PayPal Beard Collins Shores Productions at gmail.com. Blair said, 
Another weekend in North Trump, Trumpmenistan. Um, Tams have an online auditions for a reading. Yes, make the word. Anne said a very good show. We appreciate it, Ann Walker. We love you. And our and of course, Anne said, I'm old and going nowhere. And Michael Shepard, an artist we know and love, said, wishing you both a great weekend of porn and vodka. Yes, just don't use vodka as bourbon to me. Okay, that bourbon feels a little more this weather, Michael. Yes, but maybe bourbon. Absolutely. Festively fall holidays. We appreciate you all for always tuning in and watching the show. I had a friend from high school write and say he and his wife watch our show every week on Instagram. Grateful to all of you.